0: Hey guys, it's the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorgat, Sorgatron on the Twitter, uh, live on IndieWrestling.us. And wherever you find your uh, Indie Mayhem podcasting situation, uh, this is the show where we talk with people in and around independent professional wrestling, and we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, and we got a great guest today. Um, and uh, and uh, you can, of course, subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio. Um, and, of course, the video versions on the Wrestling Mayhem Show YouTube and Facebook page. And also keep an eye for this. Live streams of our interviews over on Indie Wrestling Facebook page, um, and of course listed on Indie Wrestling US and Wrestling Mayhem Show dot com. If you have anybody you want us to chat with, hit us up at Mayhem Show on the Twitter, on the Facebook pages for either of those, and um, uh, of course uh, uh, Good Times at sorgatronmedia.com dot com if you want to hit us up about anything like that. And keep an eye on Facebook events for uh, when we do pop up with some. Interviews as well. So today's guest is somebody that uh, I've uh, had the pleasure of seeing both in uh, PWX and uh, Rise about a year ago. I think I first saw you in a match in January of last year. I think at PWX, Christian Black is uh, joining us here. I'm sorry, Christian Noir is joining us here. A little bit of a (laughs) little bit of a change, and I'm still I'm still I'm still learning it.
1: I'm (laughs) I'm still getting there
0: too. That's that's a good thing when we will get into here in a little bit. But first, we a little bit of a. And by the way, if you're on audio. This is a visual treat this this week uh, because uh, he's full face paint. Uh, it's uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I love it. I would I love the, the looks that you got walking up the street in a beach view here after you parked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Getting out.
1: I like just peeped across the street and like everyone's like breaking their necks. Yeah. Looking yeah. at me. And like the only thing I can do is like squint back the paint's right above my brows so it kind of like folds too as soon as i squint with an angry face it's everyone like, just turns around the
0: entire taco stand across the street went what?
1: i'm actually about to go over there last, after this and the, get you tacos.
0: know it's a very it's a very latino neighborhood there they got a lot of cool day de- of the dead stuff down the street in one of the restaurants maybe they're just like they just seemed like one of their things is, is it around that time i'm not sure <laughs>
1: yeah i think they of the it is is like i think right after halloween yeah yeah because I'm only a quarter Cuban, so like someone Hispanic goes with me, but I'm like, I don't stand out that enough in the Hispanic community <laughs> to just blend on in with it.
0: Anyways, well, a little bit of icebreaker. Uh, so what is your earliest memory of uh, pro wrestling? My earliest memory, it had to be two things. I
1: remember, I think I was watching Monday Night Raw as a child, and I saw a man in a button-up shirt and these brown tights just get thrown off this cell. Now that I know is was and Undertaker that was the earliest memory I've ever had and like ever since then I was like mom mom I want to do that and she was (laughs) like you're going to die if you do that and I was like oh you know the earliest memory I could ever think of a you know like DX was like big yeah I was a kid so all kids around doing the whole suck it thing and I'm running around my house you know I'm just doing it all the time I was like, mom look I'm DX suck it man I like blinked I was on the floor my mom hit me so hard. She's like, do you even know what that means? Not at all.
0: <laughs> so so you, were, you wanted to get in or at, on top, top of the, I would say in the ring usually, but on top of the cage first off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but by way of the ring. Um, but uh, so, so it was always like a thing that you wanted to get in there. Always. Oh, ever since like my earliest
1: memories, even like when I started to transition out of the military, that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to do
0: as well. Awesome. So, so how did that transition happen? Um, you know, how did you kind of discover like, uh, your, your wrestling schools and things like that? <clears throat> um, I was just like trying to transition out of the military mm-hmm. and I was like, f- at first I was like out of loss cause mm-hmm. I was
1: still young. No one wanted, uh, what, what branch I was a uh, United States air force. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good times in there, <coughs> <laughs> but I was transitioning back into civilian life, but you mm-hmm. know, some people take the transition. Well, some don't. And I was young getting out. Cause I did three years. I had to get out with a medical discharge. Mm -hmm. I felt at a loss of what to do. Like I was so young, but I had this job that, you know, they trained me in like two months to do. Mm -hmm. No one was like, Oh, we'll just take this young kid and give him this big college, like degree job. So like, I was like doing odd jobs here and there. And during like a stint of depression, really, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I want to do in life anymore. I don't, I was confused until one day I was like just sitting down, just watching the TV and I was just scanning through channels and I saw raw. And I was like, wait a minute. I used to love this when I was a kid. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll keep watching. Then the next week, then the next week kept going on. And I looked at them and I was like, wait a minute. I'm old enough for this. I can do this. I was like, it can't be that hard to figure it out. So that's, those started comparing schools in the area with my price range and all that. And eventually, I started at a PWX, having Brandon Kay and Dean as my head
0: trainer. And Dean Radford, right?
1: Yeah. That man. Scaring. (laughs) (laughs) Training with them, too, was, it was an experience, I'll give it that. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: And we, yeah, we just had him on a, a couple of weeks ago actually here on this show. So, um, good to have that connection too. Um, so, yeah, uh, getting into that, uh, tell me a little bit about, you know, Christian Black, now Christian Noir. <laughs> like, how, how did this face come about? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the way it
1: all started, um, initially, I was like, when I started, when I debuted in like late 2014, my first match had to be in December. Mm hmm. I was just given the idea of honest, Travis Brooks, the whole fitness guru. I, okay. was, I was running around Clinton Crooks, jumping jacks and all that kid and caboodle. Everybody remembers it. And I was just kind of like for a whole year, hence eating shit for an entire year. Mm-hmm. And then like soon as you know, 2015 ended, I was just, I was just tired. I was like, this isn't what I wanted to do. This is. This isn't who I am. Mm-hmm. Then I started to experiment because I was like, I like face pain. So I started coming out with face pain after a while because then I transitioned to the whole Janice character, which lasted a good like, two months. Mm-hmm. Janice?
0: So <laughs> we got we to gotta hear the transition here. <laughs>
1: so it was one show, it was a pre show for Burr Brawl. Mm hmm. I'm I'm getting ready for a match. Beastman and Shirley Doe show up out of nowhere. Absolutely murder me. Drag me to the back. I come back an hour later, half black, half white tights, half my face painted, and with no explanation, I was this character that has split personality. It was, like, so quick, I don't think fans even registered what happened. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't even... Fully get into because I still didn't understand. Yeah, that only worked for like two months, and I was like, I gotta take a break. I gotta really assess who I am. <clears throat> and then you no, know, I was I was away from all that. Then I came back like three months later as Christian Black <clears throat> because I got the name Christian because I grew up in a Christian household. You know, my especially my grandmother very religious, almost like a non-religious. And I got I always developed the name Black from. I was always viewed as the black sheep, always. I questioned religion. I wanted to know why things happened. Why did he flood the world? Why did this happen? Why my grandma would always just hit me, beat me when I wrote, ask these questions. And she always just told me, you need to have faith. I was like, I need it. Like, I can't fall so if I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And she always shoot me at like the black sheep. She would even called me that directly to my face. It's like, you're like the black sheep of this, of like religion. She's like, you just want to sit here and ask questions. And that's where I got Christian Black from. I am the black sheep of the religion I grew up with.
0: Interesting, um, and and I've seen it develop a little bit. Like you, you're you're you kind of have uh, um, been building your entrance a bit. Oh yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of atmosphere to it. Um, I'm, a, I'm also a fan of Rob Zombie when he came out for that for a little bit. Uh, so I'm just like, oh, okay, now we're talking. Because um, I think I had not seen you for a little bit until uh, I started coming to Rise or Stomp Out Cancer or something like that, and yeah. uh, it started getting my my attention uh, for what you were doing for sure. Yeah, I'm. I was. I'm
1: always very into theatrics. In high mm-hmm. school, I was in theater, and I always appreciated the theater. And I always learned that the theater is supposed to grab your attention. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to. You don't want to be, you know, Joe Schmo next to you. You don't want to look the same, be the same. That's why, even with my face paint, I always try to change it up. But still, always keep it somewhat the same.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: From that to my entrances, sort of like. So everyone's wondering, oh, what's he gonna do now? Like, out. Oh. Sometimes I had a scarecrow theme. I did one where I wrestled Phoenix. Love that dude. Where I literally came out blindfolded with a candle in my hand, just to light my entire way. There's one time I came out. I was wrestling Tony Johnson. He was going like the Golden Bear. I came out with a Native American headdress, had Native American theme going on. Came out. We won a tomahawk. <clears throat> so I kind of always try to change it up. Like hence, whoever my opponent is mm-hmm. to help, hence hit and I say, NSA play play mind games against. I'm like, oh, I know what you are. I can I can poke at what you are. Mm-hmm. Kind of sense of like that.
0: That's awesome. So, um, from that, so so how has uh, of course you're involved in Rise uh, now, and there's a lot of uh, activity going on around that, um, and, and you're training down there, of course. Uh, tell me a little bit about that vibe down down there in that company right now. When I went to
1: Rise, like when it started up.
0: Like, I think we all
1: had the same emotion. Like, man, this is something fresh, something new. Like, we got to, we're going to put our heart and soul into all of this. Mm-hmm. And coming in there, it was just something different altogether. Like, you felt, it didn't feel like like wrestling around, like, the, in, like any other place in the local area. It, whether it was from wrestling in a the theater kind of, set, kind of setting where, and it kind of has the fans, oh, my bad. Where you just have the fans, like, just focus in on you from where they're sitting. <laughs> the vibe was very more open. And very, like, we can express ourselves in the ring and express ourselves how we're, we're not, we weren't restricted in a mm-hmm. sense. We weren't, of oh, you can just do this, this, and this, or you can't do this and that. Like, I was told forever, for a good while, because I'm 200 pounds, like 5'8", it was like, people someone like, Psh, I don't see you doing springboards. I don't see you doing 6'19", like, you're you're too heavy for a small guy. Rise gave me the platform, like, to show... Oh, I can do a springboard. Oh, I can do a six. I'm
0: nine. amazed. That's still a conversation in a day where like Kevin Owens is on a main stage. <clears throat> like he's a guy that does not look like he should be doing top root moves, right? Oh, very. He doesn't look like it. But I think we transition from
1: like. I mean, I'm still young in this, so yeah. My opinion is, you know, I guess, some guys. Yeah, but I feel like we're in an age of we're not restricted by our size. No. Like you have guys who are like, like Gannon. Gannon could do a backflip off the top rope. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I used to see that. When I first saw it, I was like, you got to be kidding me.
0: And, of course, we're talking Gannon Jones Jr., who's probably a good 6'7"? 6'7", 6'6", and he's like 250. Yeah. Gannon does, could do a backflip off the
1: top rope. And, like, I don't think we're going like – we're tra- we're past that point where, we're like, j- your size can- does not dictate what you can and cannot do. If you mm-hmm. can do it, go out there and show that you can.
0: There's a lot of um, – over six and a half feet guys doing moon sauce these days. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. A lot of them in this area actually.
1: Yeah, you even have small guys who are yeah. like, I guarantee they back there were like small guys. You should not be picking people up and like you're not body slamming anybody. But you have legit guys who are like, you know, small, like under like like me under like six foot. Yeah, <clears throat> who go to the gym who are like legitly strong, and now we're in a day of age where like we can showcase like, just because I'm five ten. I could pick up this
0: guy who's three hundred pounds. We did just see Ronda Rousey legit pick up Triple H a couple yeah. days ago. So uh, that like, blew my mind. I was yeah. like, almost, I was in my house like, you got to be kidding me! This like, and it's like he's not helping her a lot, is he? <laughs> I feel like he's sandbagged. Her. Yeah, a little bit, right? <laughs> um, but no, no. Like, so yeah, so so those expectations are definitely changing a bit. Oh yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about um, you know, obviously you know, ever evolving. Like, what kind of you know, do you have any kind of roadmap to where this character goes right now? <clears throat> Honestly,
1: I don't like when I did this character. This is, this is like my third character. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, and this is
0: the one that fits in with you more internally, most, it seems.
1: Yeah, the other two did not fit me. This one, I, I looked inside like the anti religion, mm-hmm. the oppression of who I was. And I felt when I started doing this, I was like, this is my last shot. Because mm-hmm. third times, the charmer don't work at all. Right. So it was either, I also, my thing was, I got to make this work. So I started like digging into actually things I knew. Comic, no, I dug into comics. I love my comics. I loved Batman. I my favorite villain had to be Scarecrow. That's where I got the whole idea of fear from, because fear cripples anybody, big, small, tall, whatever. Fear can bring you down to like below my level. So with this, I just started going off. And I was like, I, there's no limit for this character, because I feel like I can always adapt and change over time. Because I think that's what you have to do with any character. Like, you can't just be the same person you were for 20 years. You've got to adapt as the times go. As you age, you got to age your character as itself
0: in that sense. Awesome. Um, So, what's the best and worst thing about indie wrestling so far for you? You're, you're a few years into this thing. You've had a few goes. and uh... <laughs> The best thing I would say is, like, the people you meet along the way, that's at
1: least from my point of view. I, I'm a very friendly person. I love meeting people. I love shaking hands. I love going to different places. Because like, you never know someone different life story or like who you might click with mm-hmm. or where you might go. I love the people. I love the traveling part of indie wrestling. The thing I could say I probably don't like at indie wrestling <laughs> is probably at the same time the people. Because <clears throat> you don't, like it's like, you run into people who are so serious, so full of themselves. Like, I understand, like, you got to have a little bit of an ego to yourself. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't be afraid to stand up for yourself. <clears throat> but there are guys who just toot their nose up and just, like, I'm not doing anything. Or you're going to do this. Or, like, I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. And it's like, or you got to, like, you know, you got to shake someone and say, hey, man, how you doing? I'm such and such. You might have some people just look at your hand just, like, walk away or give, like, a lazy handshake, shake. And it's like, did I do something wrong? Was I wrong somewhere? So at the same time, like, it's the people. <laughs> they make indie wrestling. Because you, like, you're going to meet people along the way. Mm-hmm. They can make – it makes times good. It makes times bad. Because I guarantee any story involves with this one person I was with.
0: All right. Like, yeah. Um. Anybody you're watching these days? Anybody that kind of got your attention uh, for inspiration or anything like that? <laughs> One of my biggest
1: inspirations has to be uh, Pentagon. Yeah.
0: Pentagon. Somebody's all. giving the answer off camera for you. Because <laughs> apparently this happens all the time, right? Wait. who? Wait. who saying? I, no, no. I'm just saying that somebody off camera. Oh. It was kind of mouthing the oh, same that, answer. Oh, that character. <laughs> yeah. Pentagon Jr. Pentagon at home. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he's like literally my biggest inspiration cause he showed cause watching him. I know he's not like that big, No, but he's like a heavier set like I am, mm-hmm. but he still gets over who he is. He doesn't let like his size limitate what he can and can't do. Cause literally if you like go through my YouTube history, there he is mm-hmm. all through there, but I don't like copy his style all the way. Cause then it's cause they look at me and they're like, this is Penta without a mask on. You know, you take bits and pieces, you learn what you can. Bits. I guess I would say like, you take bits and pieces from people mm-hmm. who make you are. But he's at the top of my list of anybody and everybody that I watch. He's just the most entertaining, most person I feel like I can relate to as a person in wrestling.
0: You can relate to the skeleton nin- ninja from Mexico. Skeleton ninja, <laughs> yeah, because that's like... <clears throat>
1: I, I, that's like my I goal, in wrestling like I want to go to Mexico. I mm. want to wrestle in Mexico. I want to like go like have a career there because when I see there, that's what I like. I like the lucha style. I like the characters it brings. Like, where my YouTube is like full of CMLL and AAA. <clears throat> so, like, most of the guys I just watch down there more than anything. That's awesome. Um, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me on Twitter at C Black and a little An sign and C Negro <laughs> for my cousin, Cristiano. You can find me on Instagram at Panubis, U B I S. You can find me on Facebook as
0: Christian Noir. All three of those fun social media. That's awesome. And of course you're you're working with Rise. Uh, anywhere else that you're popping up with uh, in the near future? Um Black Diamond. Mm-hmm. Like cuz I'm just come I'm just coming back from surgery. Yeah. Cuz
1: I yeah, that took me out for a while, so like I kind of like backed away just to like reassess everything. So, I'm coming back to Rise first, then get get myself situated and be like, "All right, I'm going back out there cuz <clears throat> I feel during my first few years, I was just kind of like getting comfortable. I wasn't too sure what I wanted. I was nervous to go out there, put promoters. I'm like, man, these promoters probably get like 10,000 videos a day, what separates me? But now I'm getting a better idea of like, you know what? I know what separates me. I'm confident now to send stuff out to people. So I hope to be spreading out more in the area here in the future.
0: That's awesome. Well, I say it's been an awesome uh, uh, evolution to see you the last year and a half, I guess, yeah. uh, since I've been uh, exposed to you down there, and uh, cool to see what's going on in Rise in general. So, Definitely. awesome! Thanks so much for being on the show. Go check him out, Christian Noir, um, of course, and uh, and check out everything going on. His you can. Maybe find him under his old name, Christian Black, over at indywrestling.us <laughs> <Yeah, he should. laughs> for a few matches. And uh, so many more coming up uh, as uh, they are part of the indywrestling.us um, uh, system over there uh, as well on VOD and digital download. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, support uh, our friend here. And uh, of course, please subscribe to the show if this is your first time listening. And look for the Indie Mayhem show on your favorite podcast provider. And of course, the videos over on the iTunes and the – I'm sorry, on the YouTube and the Facebook. And now, IndieWrestling.us over on Twitch as of this week. uh, We're showing a lot of the videos from Rise, from Premier Championship Wrestling, uh, IWC, RWA, uh, the old Prime Wrestling, and even uh, uh, interviews like this will be up there too for you guys to watch. So please go check it out. And until next time, please support Indie Wrestling.